0: Welcome to this week's episode of V from the Ninian, we are just hours away from the Huddersfield away game but we have plenty to talk about today here. We have the Luton win of course, there's things going on with the under-23s, we have your questions, all this and more on this week's episode of V from the Ninian. You know what? No one at home will know that that the start of this episode took me about eight attempts. Nah, mate, you did it first time. It's fine. I just first I, time, absolute pro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I done yeah. it the very first time that what, I tried. What's your masters in again? Sports uh, broadcasting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not doing very well. <laughs> well, welcome to this week's episode. I'm joined here today with. None other than Ben Price. How's it going, buddy? Not bad buddy, better than you're doing at the moment, I think. Yeah, it's like tongues twisted a bit. It's like i got a stutter or something. But I'm happy to be your mate in front of you in this swanky studio of ours. It is very posh, and it's always nice to come here and record. Yeah, it is, yeah. When you can actually do the opening first time, yeah. like I definitely did. It's, we got here, what, our four? And it's... 10 o'clock it's, it's yeah <laughs> we've missed the game yeah we've missed the game well we are hours away as we said from the Hudsfield away game very excited for this one both. of course we're going to kick things off with a Luton win Ben let's get it going yeah it was
1: um, an away win yeah there there that's it that's yeah, good that's cover it. Um, cheers see you that's next it. week
0: that's Luton cheers thanks yep. for tuning in
1: no it was um, I was happy with it um, first 10 minutes we started really well um Finished the second half quite poorly. I think the th- last thirty minutes it was quite even. To be honest, Luton, um, a better team would have scored a few goals and sort of punished us.
0: Did we finish the second half by scoring though?
1: Yeah, we were. I say second half.
0: Oh, you did say we finished the second half quite poorly. Sorry, I meant the first half. <laughs> it's like oh, well, yep. Yeah, ben <laughs> is never happy. You're contagious. <laughs> no, um,
1: yeah, the first half, um, yeah. Let Luton back into it. We absolutely dominated the first 10 minutes. Probably should have scored a couple of goals. Played really well. Created some lovely chances. Played some really nice football, actually. It was really, really encouraging to see. There seems to be a real development in the last few weeks the sort of how the playing style is coming along. And with a severe lack of time on the training field, actually, I think the players and the manager are doing quite
0: well. Yeah, so I was, I was going to say, is that Harris's impact finally starting to... I say finally, that's a bit harsh. I don't mean that. I mean, is his style of management actually starting to make a stamp on the team and we're starting to play a bit better football than under Warner.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you can clearly see now the midfielder trying to hold the ball, pass the ball about. Um, Adoma coming in sort of lifted the team, a fresh pair of legs. He did really well to be honest. And people, um,
0: and people weren't happy about that transfer. I wasn't. I'm not going to lie. It
1: seemed like a 32-year-old player who um, at Forest was not playing well. The mm-hmm. Forest fans are glad to see the back of him. It felt like the typical Cardiff City transfer past it player but... If he plays like he did um, on Saturday every game, I think we've got a good sign. He'll do well. Uh, look to get down the wing, run, took the ball on, some nice crosses in. Uh, yeah, it was good. And again, Murphy played, I think he got about 60, 65 minutes, played really well. Yeah. Not not as not in esque but still.
0: He's starting to uh, come into his own. It's great to see. It's great to see a player of his calibre actually starting to get a few 7 out of 10 ratings finally. Um, but yeah, as you said... Um, you know, Adoma. For me, I just want to say, you look at someone of his caliber, his history. Like I know he's a bit old. It's that kind of football manager signing where your board comes in and says, "Stop signing over thirty-year-olds." But you know, we've done it before. You know, Kenny Miller, good example. Yeah, recently retired. Yeah, recently retired.
1: Um, oh, yeah, brass. he's <laughs> he's got. So he's just signed for Newcastle Jets as director of football or something oh. with Carl Robinson.
0: That is one hundred percent him just going out to Australia. Oh, that's
1: him getting a tan in it, well even, even up the rest of his tanks. His face has got a bit of a tan already. Definitely, but um, yeah, it was just it was just yeah. Apart from the first half, second half loads better. Um, midfield controlled the game. We mm-hmm. sort of adapted to the shape. Uh, Luton had a player sat in front of the back four. It was rear. Mm-hmm. Sat in front of the sort of back four, shielding the ball, and he mm-hmm. saw a lot of the ball first half. We sort of sort of worked around that in the second half.
0: They very nearly scored through uh, corner as well. They're they probably, 40, to be honest, a lot inches of away from the on the far uh, from the left side. Post. They had a
1: couple of good chances, and a better team would have punished us in the first half. Mm-hmm. But let's look positive. We controlled the second half, played really well, uh, continued again from sort of the good performance, even though we lost on penalties against Reading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's looking a bit tasty it's just the question is how do we get that second half performance and make it consistent over 90 minutes
0: yeah i think we said that recently though with uh our previous win how do we keep this going how do we it's consistency isn't it and it's it's a very hard asset to have in the championship um we just got over reading gate where we <laughs> played reading 90 times in a row um, to be honest, it was nice seeing us play a team in different kit colours than blue and white. It was just nice to see someone other than Redding turn up. And Mighty. Is it mighty? mighty? Mite. Mite. Oh, my God. He loves scoring against us. He's just one of those players. We, we find those
1: players. We managed to, with that certain strikers. We're their go-to team.
0: He scored 30% of his
1: goals this season against Cardiff. It was like Young, um, <laughs> when yeah. he was at Fulham. Yeah, loved it. Only, I think, the first, four of his first five career goals were against Cardiff City.
0: Yeah I know I know with uh, Luton you mentioned that Vaux's hot run of form is continuing which is amazing to see another you know kind of rejuvenation under Harris Murphy Patterson Vaux it's great to see isn't it
1: Yeah it really is there's a lot of positives coming out just the players seem to be getting a bit of confidence that it's the understanding I think is the main thing they seem to be putting a lot of work in together I think the players are starting to buy into what's going on they can see and they want to play a lot more football they want to like i said they're just looking to get on the ground and less hoof up towards the top and mm-hmm. we spoke um did we speak or did we speak i think i spoke about it was scott about the option of whenever patterson is up front we tend to look to just hoof it to him mm-hmm. and we sort of eliminated that in the second half and sort of worked around him there were times where we went direct which is fine it's an option but a lot of the time as well we sort of looked at getting the ball around and playing it into Mm -hmm. the channels and sort of making some nice runs.
0: Patterson nearly scored after the defender's error, awful error. And You know, sometimes you kind of question Patterson's, you know, striker's instinct, really, because he doesn't quite have it. I'm not saying he's bad up front. He, He does well, but you know, a proper out-and-out striker would have done a lot more with that chance and he kind of fluffed it.
1: He's got a really good knack of getting into positions where the ball bounces off him and sends to go in. Yeah, it's that's, when, it's, that's his
0: talent. The it's ball when, bounces off
1: him. It's when he sort of gets in the positions that you sort of think, right, bury that. If you put someone like Glatzel in a position where he, with that, I'd say, cool. I think it's safe to say Glatzel scores. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between them. If you could combine Glatzel and Patterson with their instincts, you've got the perfect striker, you've got a 30-goal-a-year striker. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately we haven't got that, so
0: why don't they just play Patterson and Glatzel up front and just salotape Patterson to Glatzel?
1: Would that count then as twelve men or eleven? No, there will be
0: 11. Well, is there anything in the rules about salotaping players to another player?
1: But do you want them to form one player or Yeah. So it's so we've still got Tomlin behind. Yeah. We're just make, we're just combining.
0: And Glatz Glatzel.
1: Yeah. Patzel. Oh, Scottish <laughs> half Scottish That's yeah. Patsel. I like that. There you go.
0: Neil Harris, if you're listening. Is it you. a bit
1: like The Fly? Or have you seen that episode of The Treehouse of Horror on The Simpsons where Bart Simpson goes into like, this machine that teleports you? That's it. And his DNA gets spliced with yeah. a fly. Yeah. So we've got to find one of those and Chuck Patterson and Glatzelin.
0: Highbrow podcasting here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you, <laughs> you mentioned Tomlin there, uh, Lee Tomlin, back to the rescue once again for Cardiff with... You know, Dome with the assist. It wasn't the greatest assist, obviously, but he still passed it. He chose to pass to the Tomlin, who with a great turn on his outside foot. You know, slots it bottom right corner. Not a lot of players have the awareness to, to do that. It was Kumas-esque. It's the ability here. to
1: find the space that never fails to amaze me with it's Tomlin. four players
0: there. There was four players there. People fail to see that. And I think a lot of people have... Haven't, I, th- I think it's the weird things I kind of pick up on... Uh, Adoma's run as well, you know, I was really impressed with him. Not only is, is he, his, his instinct there, Adoma, was to pass to the Tomlin and to Tomlin to pass inside to him. Adoma's run, great. And I think if Tomlin didn't shoot, Adoma would have been in right in to score because of his great movement. But yeah, you know, Tomlin, you said it there, he has no right to find any space in a crowded box there but he does. And the ball comes into him at pace
1: as well. It's not like a slow, like,
0: ball. He knows, he knows what he's doing.
1: He's two steps ahead. He knows, right, that defender's going there, that defender's going there, that defender's going there. I've mm-hmm. got to knock it here to create the space for myself. Yeah. And in the time it's taken me to say that sentence, he's got the ball, found the space, and slotted it past you. He's I th- just...
0: I, th- I think that's what makes a great player, a great player. You know, it's it's almost like they've got this roadmap of the pitch around them constantly. And Tomlin has got this, like, heat map, like infrared map, and he just knows where every person is at all times. He
1: does what Peter Whittingham used to do a lot as well, of and I'm going to do a visual thing here on an audio podcast. Great. But yeah, work well. that helpful. Um, it's the levels you can expect. I'll explain what you're doing. Um, as, throughout the game, he's constantly looking to his left, looking to his right, looking to his left. Ben just look to his left, then to his right. So he's constantly doing that look for the pass, and like is, he must get dizzy.
0: Ben's taking his trousers off. <laughs> Ben, chill out. He's not that good. He's not that good. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. He is is. is is bloody good. good. He is really good. He's good enough that you take your pants off. Do you
1: see Morrison's comments about him in the press conference?
0: Which Morrison?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm We'll come to that in a bit. Spoilers. Shawnee Morrison. Spoilers. spoilers. He's just on about how, like, um, I think it's one of the BBC journalists asked him a question. And he's like, he's just ridiculous. He's just ridiculous as a footballer. You see stuff he does in training, you're thinking, how are you that good at football? And Sean can, Morrison said that. Yeah, and you can see that. genuine excitement. He's like just buzzing about it. It's like, just it's, you can just tell it's, you know, that just proper yeah. just shock and awe moments of you are just audacious.
0: How much for the other players at Cardiff to see that week in, week out of training, and more importantly in the fixtures, to, would that, you know, kind of spur you on, knowing that you have a player of his calibre enough to make you excited as Sean Morrison, as you said, was, you know, it's it's amazing to have a player that good in your team.
1: Oh, it's fantastic! It's something we haven't had. To be honest, it, it's Camarasa is probably the closest we've had to sort of a Kumas esque player in the Premier League. Um, I'd say Tomlin, but Tomlin's sort of filling that void, isn't he? Tomlin's becoming a Kumas, but hopefully he can maintain it for more than one season.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's quite a controversial thing to say, but like I would rather fully fit on-form Tomlin than Camarazet only because... It's, it's hard to say, because when was in the Premier League, one was in the Championship. Yeah. Just from entertainment purposes, Tomlin just does so many exciting things. Stuff that makes you think the same way Sean Morrison does, it makes you giddy, makes you really excited to watch Cardiff. He's like one of the only reasons why we get excited to watch Cardiff at the moment. Yeah, he...
1: As I love I love Kamrasa. Like just oh, that yeah. smile just melts my heart day mm. in day out. when I, I see on Instagram, you, I miss you so much. him I miss you so hurts. much. Just want Kamarasa back. Yeah. Um, but Camarasa <laughs> wouldn't attempt, never mind pull off the flick for Glatzel against Leeds. That's no. the difference between the players.
0: like no. he's capable of it. Oh, but no, I'm is. not saying he
1: couldn't do it, but he he wouldn't. It's not that he wouldn't even think about it. He'd sort of look for something else.
0: I, th- I think what's more impressive with Lee Tomlin, I'm not gonna get too much into appearances here but Camaraza looks like an athlete like an amazing footballer Tomlin you know doesn't in a way yeah I mean yeah fair enough when he takes his top off now he looks like an athlete yeah but he's he just doesn't look as good as what he is which is kind of like a weird comment to make but
1: if you didn't know anything about football and you saw Tomlin in the street in normal clothes mm. you wouldn't think he's a footballer no but then then you see him on the pitch and you think fuck me what a footballer
0: he's incredible. He's he's one of those players that other teams fans love, do yeah. you know? What I mean? They love Lee Tomlin. Like you well, see that when he done that flick for Gladstone, so many of the fans were like best player in the championship.
1: It's, yeah, just you see all the tweets the soccer AM tweeting it, Sky Sports tweeting it. He's... Talks about love him as well, don't they? That's strange, that? yeah. A lovely... That tournament. almost puts me off him, but almost yeah. is enough. Yeah,
0: what's he done for their love? Don't know. It's sketchy, that. Yeah, him, well, him and Alan Brazil up to on a weekend. Mm. Bet it God involves has. bacon. A lot of bacon. Alan yeah. Brazil, the human sweet potato. I have no idea how that man how how is he still alive? How just... is he still alive? How he... Exactly. How, how is, he is your face... How does your
1: face get the colour of, like, a Coca-Cola bottle label and from just... Yeah. A, you just aren't dead.
0: What's the girl in Willy Wonka's? Vic- Victoria Plum or something? Yeah,
1: and she swells and up. She gets... she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his blood pressure's so high, if he pricks his finger, like, it's spraying across the room. Just pops? Yeah, his finger... His no, it's not just that. Just the blood is spraying so far across the room, it's like hitting. It's like two metres across. It's just... That bloke is just a walking heart attack. Oh, God. Bless him. Bless no. him. But anyway...
0: What um, yeah, that was Luton, but... Uh... So, I'm trying to think what else to do. no thinking. it was just
1: it was just a nice little performance wasn't it? we probably could have scored a couple more goals but overall yeah. a way win three points keeping the run going
0: love it that's what I've been brought in to do that's um, why I've been brought through the door because uh, um, I'm not here to uh, to be mates with them and uh, and, and, uh, and to be their, f- their best friend I've come here to uh, to um, to manage them, to to guide them in the right way. Um, also, I've been brought in to let them know I'm quite clear and concise in what I want and what uh, the needs are to be a professional footballer. There's, uh, who's that? Who's that, ben? Well, that? Who's that?
1: Is Steve Masson the new Under 23s manager part of the major mm. youth development reshuffle that happened it, over the last few weeks?
0: Giving the most standard footballer interview of all time have, have you
1: ever well, we spoke about a while back new star stock new star soccer
0: well the app the yeah. game. yeah
1: and you know if you've played a game you've got to hit. it uh, when you reach a certain level you, you hit. certain you do a press conference you've got to memorize certain you've got to do like to get points yeah memorize a certain phrase yeah and hit the buttons
0: like a typical football yeah the phrase. most
1: typical footballer's phrase mm. it felt like that a bit
0: yeah i can see what you are trying to say there uh obviously steve morrison uh former Millwall and Wales striker, uh, new under-23s manager, kind of saying that he's been brought in to do what I've got to do and all that.
1: But yeah. what has he got to do? That's the, I think that's the what, big question. What have you got to do, Steve? Tell us. What do you see his job being? What do you think he's got to do over the next
0: I think he's working his time. way up possibly to become maybe Neil's assistant manager if it's a long-term strategy. But I think he's overseeing... Neil Harris's plans to breed youth players into the team. He wants to have someone uh, looking after the under-23s who he trusts, uh, opinion-wise, and just to oversee his plans, someone who will you know, tend to agree with him.
1: Do you think then this was an appointment by the board, by Ken Chu, by Vincent Tan, by Mehmet Dalman, long-term, or do you think this is a recommendation from Neil Harris and the club are putting a lot of faith in Harris and this is a sign that Neil Harris is a long... To, is it, the club see Neil Harris being at the club long, long term to implement a new structure?
0: I'm starting to think that way, to be honest, Ben, because um, you know, he's he's not been doing a bad job at all. Um, I think at the form table shows that since he's took over, we'd be fifth, yeah. I believe, which is really not bad going. Um, you know, bringing in... Someone like that, who is very much a Neil Harris appointment, is someone who he wants. I doubt Vincent Tan drove down to Millwall. And I don't was think like, he knew it. Well, he, was a, he probably didn't know he was he coaching
1: he was. at Northampton.
0: Yeah, he was a coach at Northampton, and yeah, I think it, it is a clear indication that the club are very much investing in Neil Harris. And you know, you look at the rumours in the press and whether the rumours or not. Neil Harris is certainly discussing them the club becoming a category one academy which is very much a huge step of in terms of intention of uh you know it's it's something that Premier league clubs tend to do it costs i believe 3.2 million Yeah, so that's about year, 3 million a year which is a lot it's one player
1: it's, you say, you sell a player for a decent sum, and that's paid for that like, academy for next
0: Ten years. There's there's no reason that Cardiff can't have a luxurious academy like that. You know, we serve a whole country, us Swansea City, in terms of you know high quality football in Wales. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of players. There's, there's plenty of players who are Welsh, who are now playing for the Welsh national team, or have played for the Welsh national team, or are going to play for the Welsh national team, that haven't even gone near. Cardiff City's Academy. Oh, and even you, look,
1: you look down the down the years, history shows that the Welsh clubs have missed out on some massive talent. Gareth Bale went to Southampton, uh, Craig Bellamy went to Norwich. Yeah. They never they were scouted by the Academy, but they choose chose to go elsewhere. Yeah. Going category one means we don't have that happening. We don't lose players like Rabbi Matondo, for instance, who went to Man City Which is just, just because Man City are a cat one academy and Cardiff at the time were cat two or three. Has Rabbit Matondo
0: ever even in the Cardiff set up
1: yeah he was um, Man City took him from Cardiff
0: well that's but that's in, in, but that's, in that's some the respects perks. that's even worse isn't it because that's the
1: perks of being a Cat 1 though Yeah. when you've got these elite players and, play, and you're scouting them um, Cat 1 academies have had say and if a player wants to go he's not contracted in because he's not a professional he can choose to go to that Cat 1 academy and the club are only entitled to. I think we've got about 40 grand for Rabi and oh my God, the, so I think bad. how much did Man City I think Man City got about 8 million for him in the end
0: I think he was on loan no, he no.
1: signed to Ampadu is an it? yeah. That's and a Purdue. disaster as well. But um, I think long-term, we've been asked... I think the one thing that's been consistent this season from this podcast is the cries for the club to communicate more and show what the plans are long-term. Yeah, And I think this investment shows that long-term, we want to be developing our own talent. We want to be bringing back those days where we've got youth players coming through, sort of days of Gunter, Ramsey... Darcy Blake, Joe Ledley, bringing those sort of players through again, and sort of becoming a club that's self-sufficient. We haven't made any money. Like we spoke, um, I was on Love uh, Love Sport, and we were speaking about the the academy situation, the radio show. Yeah, right. Okay. And we were saying, and they were asking about our academy. Okay. And the last player we could think of that we bought through the academy that we got a transfer fee for, a decent fee for, was Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, twelve years ago,
0: five million.
1: Yeah, with no sell-on clause. Yeah. Oh, he went on a free though, didn't he? So it doesn't make a difference. Anyway, doesn't make a Talking difference. shit. Shut up, Ben. But it's still stupid. Other than that, what's who else is there? Ben Nugent uh, went on a free. Yeah. He was the last centre back to come through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Josh
1: larger on free.
0: I think. I think from my perspective as well. You know, I we're a Welsh club, predominantly Welsh fans. I would love to see more Welsh talent playing for Cardiff City. It's I I I don't think it's necessary. We play in the English leagues. That's understandable, but. Considering our location, it's almost a bit of a bit of a joke that we, we barely have any Welsh players. Like, I it's know it's gotten better very recently. but It's a nice
1: p- bit of pride, isn't it, when you look and you see the squad announcements uh, for the Welsh team. Mm. And you see Cardiff City listed a few times. It's always nice to see.
0: And on the opposite end of the scale, there's almost a sense of embarrassment. When there's no one there. When there's no Welsh players yep. at all. 100% agree. In the 50-man squad. 15 25. Oh, I was in the match day squad. I mean,
1: Oh, the match day squad, uh, no, still 25. And no, you could no limit on subs for internationals,
0: you can only make no. three. No. Cardiff. Oh, Cardiff. Sorry, I thought you were talking about F- the Wales. F- no. F- F- no. What do I pay you for, mate? What do I pay I, you for? I don't know. Oh, I don't pay you. Don't you pay, don't pay me, you. me, to be honest. You I just turn me. up. To
1: be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I turn up, you sigh, and we
0: sit in here and record. And people listen for some reason. Well. <laughs> You know, that's the under-23s. I think it's big news, that is, because... It's the most exciting
1: ex- development we've had this season. Yeah, long-term, I'm, I'm excited really, about it. Really, really, really good news. If I, the club do go Cat 1, yeah, massive for us.
0: Not just that, it's it's almost exciting to see us having some form of long-term goals. And the appointment of Steve Morrison...
1: How do you feel about him as a coach then? He's not got a massive amount of experience. Uh, I think he's, he retired in the summers, only been with Northampton for four or five months... Did his, uh, did his badges a while back, obviously, but yep. what's think, your thoughts as on him as an appointment himself?
0: I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows unless you are a Northampton fan, and even then, would you know? How are they doing? Um, but yeah, I am pretty. I am just. I am just pleased that we have a long term ambition here. You know, if if it makes uh, the ship steady a little bit by Neil Harris getting what he wants, then that's that's perfect. Perfect, apparently. Perfect. Perf- That's, perfect. That's perfect. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we have Huddersfield away. That is tonight. Uh, we're trying to record this so we can actually go home and watch it. Exactly. Um, you know, if it wasn't for me taking nine hours to start the episode, <laughs> that would be a lot easier. But yeah, so Huddersfield away. How are you feeling about tonight, mate? I'm feeling quite confident after the last few games.
1: Um, we seem to be hitting a bit of stride. There seems to be a bit of growing belief in the players and the run of fixtures now amazingly if a couple of results go our way i think we'll be one point off the playoffs yeah and considering we haven't got going properly yet this season to be one point off the playoffs is fantastic and it's incredible it's how
0: how has that happened it
1: shows how poor the championship has been this year
0: when you say poor i love it it's
1: it's been amazing to watch i think like you see stuff I I know we've ruined lead season again but they were 10 points clear at Christmas. Yeah. They're in play, they're in second place on points. Oh no they got a point last night didn't they so they they're 1 point ahead of Fulham mm-hmm. in third. Who and Fulham haven't exactly been playing amazingly and setting the world on fire. Hmm. It's just, yeah, it's a very, very competitive league. Realistically, what, teams in 16th are still looking at thinking, in with a shout at playoffs playoffs, if we put a little <laughs> run together. It's fucking mental. Well,
0: well they Sunderland done it, didn't they, historically, with Roy Keane as their manager. Reading right? as well. I that, think they were not far off that yeah. this time last year. They weren't unbeaten. Hudsfield, though, um, they do have some very talented players uh, in their midst. Colin Grant, obviously, being one of them, uh, with 13 goals a season, four assists. Leading the way, but he's only scored two goals in his last ten. The more dangerous uh, of the lot here is Steve Mooney, who's hit a bit of a run of form lately. Purple three, patch, isn't he? Th- yeah, three three goals in his last three games. And Hudsfield seem to have the more useful Bakuna brother. I'm not saying Leandro isn't useful, but Janino has five goals and four assists this year. So, you know, he kind of creates a lot for them.
1: Yeah, they're a team on paper. You look at them and think, how are they down there? Well, Carl
0: and Grant should have this, 90 goals. Really. There's some
1: really good players, they're a good site. It's not gonna be a pushover, yeah. I think to be honest, if you get an away win at Huddersfield and that's three wins on the bank, that's uh, sorry, is it three wins? What? No, we drew, uh, <laughs> we didn't beat Reading, so but still, you're starting to go on a nice little run of wins and beaten. It's just it's a nice little confidence boost. They're a good team, yeah. And the city players are going to know that it's not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be a pushover. It's going to be a scrappy, tight affair. Mm-hmm. But if we can come away with that with three points, that's
0: massive. Oh, I, I, I really want three points on this. I think, it, I think we can definitely get the points uh, against Huddersfield. But it's one of those games where it could go either way, really. Yeah. Like both teams been kind of inconsistent, really, over the season. Um, but yeah, Huddersfield, as you said, on a decent run. Um, Lately pulling away from the bottom three, um we've gone through the danger man, obviously, but yeah it's it's a big one tonight because i I think it's I think I saw Danny Gabbidon on Twitter saying, you know what a statement if we win again, people will genuinely start believing that playoffs are one hundred percent I think reach.
1: more importantly, the fans and players will start believing um there's still a fair few of us that aren't to Sean Harris and for me he's starting to win me over Yeah. Um, I think you can sort of see what's going on there and just these couple of wins now and showing that it's actually working will start winning people over and I think there'll be a lot less pressure on his back I think you think back to where we were on New- after New Year's Day and the QPR game to where we are now it's incredible uh, it's, there is no doubt there has been a massive massive improvement there
0: were people saying no we were going to get relegated. Yeah, that's just silly people. It is silly. Our team is too good to get relegated. Um and to be honest, it's too good it's too good to be where we are. Like we you look at Huddersfield's team, you can say how much they should be doing better. Our team. You know, we barely lost any players going down. Uh, you know, Camaras obviously, Bobby Reid though. If would you have Bobby Reed in the team? No. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't um, have him in the team. Camaras kept him out of the Team last year, and Tomlin would keep him out of the team. He's
1: only time. just started making his way into the Fulham team, and Fulham haven't exactly for the they, squad they've got. They don't, pulled, love,
0: they don't love him.
1: No, they they're very un, unimpressed with him. They're not too sure. Mm. But you look, at it's just I tell you, it's a mad stuff. If you look at the championship, only one team has lost fewer games than Cardiff. Cardiff lost the second fewest games in the league. Yeah, it was only, a very hard team to. Only beat. West Brom have lost fewer, and they're first. It's just the draws, and we're starting to see the draws turn
0: into wins. Well, I saw that in the last 10 games, we've only lost one, I believe, or two.
1: Well, I think he's lost two league games since he's been here, Neil Harris. That's yeah, is a ridiculous record.
0: It is. It's, I, I mean, we've drawn quite a lot, but we are a very hard team to break down. Very hard team to break down. And if I'm being honest, I, I, I can't see Huddersfield being a team that will do it, personally, Um but we'll see. What's your predictions for Huddersfield tonight?
1: Uh, I will go for a two-all draw.
0: Ooh, do you know what? I tend to agree with you.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I'm yeah. still not too sure if we've got completely out of the habit of drawing. Yeah, we've been um, better
0: away recently. Don't yeah,
1: it? the waveform is the big thing with Harris, isn't it? I yeah. think.
0: Well, he's completely transformed us away.
1: So we didn't win under Warnock away, did we? Uh, once, I believe. Was it Forrest? Was Forrest the first win? Oh, no, that was under Harris, wasn't it?
0: No, I'm. Th- he must have won away. Warnock must have won one game away at least. I don't think he did. If he didn't, that is so bad. That well, is so let's bad. Have a quick, Gander. How are you going to do that quickly? Uh, the Cardiff City app. The Cardiff City app's actually pretty decent. To I be tell fair. you what. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's let's see what happens here. Okay. Hey Siri. Did Warnock win an away game?
1: I have results from multiple leagues. Would you like to hear basketball? <laughs>
0: Cricket, golf, hockey. Cricket. New Zealand beat India at home yesterday. Thanks,
1: Siri. A... No, nice mate, show. he didn't. No, no, He didn't win away. He didn't. Didn't win away um,
0: this Siri, season. Siri said that he won the cricket for New Zealand. For New Zealand, yeah. Warnock batted well there. So he's doing well since he's uh, semi-retired or what, whatever he's doing. Uh, Wigan at home then afterwards. A final game that we'll preview. Uh, Wigan beat Leeds at Elm Road and drew with Borough. Last night, um, you know, is beating Leeds even impressive at the moment.
1: Not at the moment, no. Since we ruined them,
0: they are honestly. I'm so like, we, I think we kind of started the breakdown with that two-all draw. Three-all, three-all, fucking three-all. No, up, they? three. They're three-nil up, weren't they? Three-nil up, even Oh my and god, we came yeah. around
1: to do it. And, well, they've since that game. Yeah, they've won one game. It's amazing. Haven't kept a clean sheet. And
0: I love it. I love it. It's like Sheffield Wednesday, Leeds, and Nottingham Forest are doomed to forever. Just forever be in the championship. in the championship. Forever. And I love it. I love that Leeds are completely fucking things up at the moment. But yeah.
1: And is just <laughs> won't accept that. It. No, it's not the way I do it. It's nothing to do with me, boys. Mate, you're They're still on double sessions now.
0: Mate, they could have Pep Guardiola at Leeds, and he would still fail. They're doomed. They are the poisoned chalice. But yeah, Wigan lost a fair few players. I think you mentioned before uh, we started recording in January, including Windass, who we were actually linked with. Are you gutted we didn't get Windass?
1: I'm not gutted, but I felt like it's the sort of player we could have done with just to take a bit of pressure off Tomlin. We still need that career. So he
0: he wouldn't start? Windass over Tomlin? No, No, of course not, but...
1: But it's just a bit of cover. If Because that is the big worry, isn't it? Look, Lee Thomas played a lot, Lee played more football this season than he has in the last three years. It's a big worry that if he picks up a knock and we lose him, mm. that is my only concern at the moment is if we lose Tomlin, what, where do the goals come from? Where does the creativity come from?
0: Yeah, I think Glaxo started to uh, show... His talents. That goal against Reading was what we kind of saw on those YouTube highlights. Yeah, but, there's, but without, without Tomlin, in, the yeah. ball
1: doesn't get to him. That's the worry. The, the passes don't get made to him. They sort of. Yeah, the midfield becomes a three that sits back, it's and Pat-
0: it's Patterson who will have to
1: drop kind of in the ten, and it's not they down. don't link up as well because Patterson's all about winning balls in the air, not playing it down. Yeah, um, that's the only worry. And sort of Windass coming in in that position would have been a real nice cover. Yeah, um, anyone would have. I mean, like. Someone like Johnny Williams. Imagine Johnny
0: Williams in the squad. Fit Johnny Williams, yeah. But It's just... What, what in that attack midfield role? Yeah. Yeah, it would be great. He's the kind of sign I'd love to get in. So just, but he's just too injured prone. But if you're only playing him as cover for Tomlin... Yeah, you still get injured in training.
1: I suppose. But it's just the sort of signing that sort of we, we need, or a young up and coming. But Windass, I think, was, he would have fit in well. It um, yeah. hasn't happened. He's gone to... Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, hasn't he? He signed with Connor Wickham. Another, another player both, we were, both linked the
0: were linked with. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just I, th- I think that we were linked with those players purely through their agents agent to try and yeah try and get those um, wages up. But yeah, so Wigan conceding a lot of goals at the moment. You know, are we capable of kind of taking advantage of that? It's an important
1: game for me. It sort of feels like this was at the start of the season the game yeah. that sort of signalled the end for Warnock in a weird way. Yeah, it was like, so we, much we were
0: all so like buzzing positive. Buzzing this season. We were like, do you know what, the yeah. championship, let's go, let's go, we can do it. And, um, yeah, we uh, we didn't. And, yeah, it was the start of his downfall, I guess. Yeah. So it's a, it's a way to kind of make things right, really, for Harris. It's, really it's almost like a statement yeah. to
1: say, look, Warnock can do it. This is the benchmark, this is the improvement.
0: Um, it's 100% a game we should be winning at home, I think. Oh, huge, yeah. like Not only are we great at home, we can concede in a lot. Tighten up at the back, start Glatzel, Tomlin. Wigan are on. in
1: the bottom three. Um, it, we should be looking to get a couple of goals past them. As much as I love David David Marshall, David Safe coming back to the Carly City Stadium.
0: Yeah, so David Marshall and Anthony Pilkington will be returning to the Cardiff City Stadium. David Marshall, so excited about that. What a bloke. So excited. Like, it's going to be a bit sad because, you know, would you have David Marshall in between the sticks now for Carly? No.
1: Not in mm-hmm. current form, yeah. I'm just Smithy's and Etheridge about them. I know. I'd Just David like to Marshall's see it. the best goalkeeper Cardiff had.
0: In... Uh, ever since I've watched, them. yeah, better than Eli- Alexander, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, he's just a ph- he was a phenomenal goalkeeper in his peak. Um, realistically, um, I know we were all gutted at the time about him moving to Hull, mm. but I think the club probably sold him at the right time.
0: I don't know about that because I think signing for Hull. Kind of was the start of his demise. I yeah, think. he
1: didn't want to go. I think that's the big thing that I sort of he was, made a he was difference. money,
0: you know, why not? Like he played at Cardiff over 200 games. You know, he'd done his stint here. He thought, should I stay there, be loyal? Um, no, the club. The club.
1: He, it wasn't him forcing the move for. It. He didn't want to go. I thought he did. No. Are you sure? One hundred percent. Am right. It, uh, the club said, look, five million. We can't afford to not take this.
0: Yeah, you've what got was to go. Twenty nine at the time. Twenty nine thirty something like that. He was. He was a in mind. He was like Premier League. Goalkeeper of the year. Well, we, for, for Arsenal. Arsenal were linked with him, and
1: I think Arsenal put a bid in for about six million pounds the year we went down, and he chose to stay with Cardiff.
0: Yeah,
1: fair play. And I think he knew he'd be number two, but for him to go to Hull and sort of a season in the Premier League, yeah, maybe. didn't go well. Yeah, um, it never really. It just never really happened for him at Hull.
0: Wasn't it McGregor keeping out of the team?
1: no because uh, we took McGregor on loan didn't we that season who yeah, was
0: keeping him out of the team <sighs> I swear McGregor was keeping out of the team no it first. wasn't
1: McGregor because McGregor was injured yeah. he went in had a bad run of form and it was begins with a K or something um, he's not there anymore either um, I don't even know
0: should I Siri <laughs> yeah Hey Siri goalkeeper for Hull beginning with a K Athlete, Saudi Arabia, Morocco, Did, Nigeria, honestly, closed. God, what is the point? What is the point in Serie? <laughs> it just doesn't do anything. What is the point? Oh, my God. Well, there you go. That was. Well, what was your prediction before we do that? Predictions oh, for Hull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hull? For Wigan? Uh, for Wigan, I'm going to go with a 2 0 win to Cardiff.
1: 2 0? I see, I fancy 2 or 3 as well. Yeah. yeah I'll go 3 uh, 0. Jakubovic. What was the name? Uh, Jak- Jakubovic
0: jakovich well glad we saw that he's a leicester now whoever he was you ruined it you ruined that and here's your questions answered oh yeah questions yeah thanks so much guys for writing in to us this week really appreciate the amount of people who ask questions um yeah, so it was good fun to do it. So Ben, yeah, we've who, opened this up first? not just
1: to Twitter and to we've also opened it to Facebook and Instagram now as well. So, Facebook,
0: yep. Oh, oh, so like forty-five-year-old m- mothers have answered.
1: Yep, and the first question is from a forty-five-year-old mother from Facebook. <laughs> Dan Jardine asks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine, like if. Like Deirdre's, like, why is he never parking outside Costa in <laughs> it's just, even that, asking questions for the podcast. And There's the, too the, much traffic on match days when I want to go to Asda.
1: Just, just ask, you okay, hun?
0: <laughs> you okay, hun. Just, <laughs> inbox me, babes. Yeah, inbox me, babes. Um, Jan, Dan Jardine,
1: yeah? Yep. What's the, he saying? The saving? lesser spotted Dan Jardine has asked, is Jazz playing well enough to be a starting right back, or were we forced into it due to the poor handling of the pelt situation? Should we look to be bringing in Sanderson?
0: I'm really optimistic about Sanderson. I'm really optimistic. I've seen a lot of positive comments about him. Oh, Wolves fans seem to. I know they've not seen much of him, but they seem to really
1: rave about him from like the under 23's performances.
0: Yeah, I think I just like his hair. Maybe it's that. Maybe I'm biased. He looks like a pound shop Nathan Ake. I was going to say it, but I didn't know whether to. But you, you said it. You said it, not me. Ben Price said that. Uh,. Yeah, I think Peltz isn't good enough to start a right back. I Peltz? Think he, Jazz? Jazz Richards isn't good. Peltz is definitely good enough. God, I miss you, Peltz. So please come back. Jazz Richards, um, way too inconsistent. You know, he is capable of doing good things. You know, he's he's fast, can put, put a good cross in, but he's too inconsistent. He's had too many, you know, too many runs. Been at fault, too many thing. goals. Yeah, just... It's, it's telling of uh, the fact that he might be a bit out of his depth. There were some fantastic overlaps with
1: the Doma though, on, against Luton uh, going forward that really sort of made me excited with Jazz and sort of brought the best out of him.
0: From what but I've heard of Sanderson, though, that's it. The, it's that's all the about exact. going forward. Yeah, yeah. so
1: that sort of makes me think if him and Sanderson can link up, then...
0: Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see him. But um, no, I don't think... Uh, I think Sanderson's been brought in to kind of replace Richard's starting I'm position. not too sure. I think he's going to see how it goes. I think he's
1: downplayed. He's sort of, it's a weird one, isn't it? They've downplayed Sanderson's role in the
0: squad coming in. Dan Jardine just liked my tweet.
1: <laughs> what are the odds on that?
0: I know. Your tweets a shit. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I think the club downplayed
1: everything about Sanderson. Sort of Neil Harris coming in, yeah, he's just coming in as cover. Mm. And then they give him the number two shit which i find really strange after you just lost peltier peltier's gone i know the shirt's free and he's a right back but if you not i'm sort of quite a traditionalist with i think the, the shirt, squad numbers i think the
0: shirt was just free like you can't move richards to it because people would have bought you, the shirt well no you
1: can't you can't change squad numbers in the season anyway yeah. but it's a free vacant shirt number i get that and but it's just, manager you can if you cheat yeah same with fifa as well yeah but i just think it's strange that they've given him the number 2 surely there's other numbers free that he'd have taken if he was going to be a squad player. So perhaps the club are looking long to him to bring him in and have him start in berth. Next question. Uh, from Scott Salter.
0: Salty boy, salty boy. What
1: has been your favourite moment so far this season?
0: Ooh, on the
1: spot. On the spot. I, should have, yeah, I probably should have prepared you on this one before.
0: i got to be honest, um, when Lee Tomlin scored his first goal of the season, Yeah. Um, I can't remember who was against now. I'm not going to use Siri because she's absolutely useless. But yeah, um, you know, I was there, I've i, I been speaking a lot to my missus about how he battled with mental health issues, even was contemplating driving his car off the M5 yeah. at one point. So to see a player kind of turn his life around like that and his career and, you know, just going in there and seeing him score was amazing. It was just so uplifting. It was the smile, wasn't it? It was, and it was just like it was like having a new sign in and we've been waiting years while he's been at Cardiff for Lee Tomlin. And we kind of forgot about him. So yeah, I'd say Lee Tomlin's first goal of the season. What about you, Ben Johnny?
1: Uh the Leeds game sticks out for me. Leeds yeah. that just when we scored that equalizer, I I didn't get to go, I watched it on a stream. It's but still, doesn't matter. Still exciting. it was still exciting and really enjoyable. But also Probably the nicest feeling I've had coming out of the stadium was the West Brom game. Okay, Bounce, I don't know why, but that just felt like a Huge really... result. I was just bouncing coming out of the stadium. It felt really, really good. It was the first time I properly enjoyed what I'd seen for a few months.
0: And yeah, I just really
1: yeah, enjoyed that.
0: That's understandable. That's understandable. Next question. Um, from Gary Pick via Twitter. Twitter, eh?
1: Um, yeah. Can Glatzel and Tomlin fit into the same team? They're different players, but Glatzel seems to be ineffective on his own so need someone like a striker like Callum Patterson or Danny Ward to play off. How can we fit them in or do we not need to?
0: Um Yeah, I think there's potential there for them to fit into the same team. They're both very talented. Um you know, when when Gary here's saying they're very different players, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what that means because they there's there's potential there for them to complement each other. Yeah. You know, I think what Robert Glatzel's really good at is scoring these goals from distance, hard and low in the corner. He had done them for God, what's the name of that bloody team he come from now? Heidenheim, that's it. Yeah. You know, look at all pretty much all of his goals. Either headers or very hard and low shots, and making
1: the run in the box. Yeah, last and, off last man running. You know, you saw
0: Vaux's pass to him against Reading. You know, a normal striker would keep running and try and slot it home. Glatzel's got the eye to kind of... Take it early. Yeah, take the early shot. And, you know, who better than Tomlin to kind of pick out those through balls for Glatzel, Uh Cal Patton's not going to do it, so we need to kind of get that chemistry. Well, up. you've
1: seen the chemistry there and the potential for a link-up at the Leeds game. Mm. That flick we mentioned before with Tomlin, just ridiculous. And the thing that makes me really apprehensive, even contemplating even dropping Tomlin to changing the system, one, he's the best player, he's on the form of his life, and you don't drop him. But two as well. The stats say, show just how important he's been to us. Um, from Blue City on Twitter tweeted today, or yesterday, sorry. Without Lee Tomlin's goals this season, Cardiff would be twelve points worse off, meaning the Bluebirds would be nineteenth in the league.
0: Yeah,
1: that just shows the influence this man's had on, his side, had on this side,
0: and just how big of a player he's been. Come under Neil Harris. I've seen some people can argue. Oh well. You know that means we would just have ten men. Someone else would have played in his position. I don't know any other player who would have played in Lee Thomas' position and scored those winners.
1: Well, they couldn't. They could could play in that position, but they wouldn't done the job Lee Thomas done. Not even close.
0: He has been so so important for this for us this season so far. And when he scores the playoff final winner, will be the best moment of my life.
1: It'll be pretty bloody special. Uh, our final question comes from Ewan James. Hmm. Out of the three January signings, how would you rank them in terms of signing permanently in the summer and why? So I mean like priority of who would you look to sign in the summer out of the three we've signed.
0: Okay, so we got Sanderson.
1: Sanderson, um, who is a prospect at Wolves, who's got a couple of years left in his contract
0: with Costa. The left back all again. Brad Smith. Brad Smith.
1: Saw him in Curry's on Saturday morning by an ATV.
0: Nice. Yeah, you said that on Twitter. Yeah. What, do you know what TV he bought? Was it, it Sharp? It was an LG, it LG? Sa- he looked like a Samsung. Right, okay, that's good, because they're, they're the quality, best. Quality Chris. brand. Quality Sa- brand uh, says a lot about him. Yeah. Doesn't mess about. So we have him, we have Samson, and who's he the other signing? Adoma. Ah, that's it. Yeah, well, the Adoma's already signed. No, he's a uh, loan. Is so Adoma a loan? Loan to the end of the season. I'd. Yeah, well, I think there's potential there for him to kick on and be a really good player for us, depending where we are at the end of the season. It seems almost like stupid to discuss it, but the, we might end up in the playoffs and we might end up promoted, which would be mental. It's hard to judge, isn't it? And no, I wouldn't sign the Dermot because then we'd be a Premier League team. If we stay in the championship and he does well for us, yeah, I'd keep him. You know, Sanderson, that very much looks like Wolves sending him out on loan for Gain experience, experience. Yeah. Um, you know, table a five, ten million bid, however much it is, if he is, incredible. But I don't see that being a sign-in. Brad Smith's the interesting one for me. Yeah?
1: He's been a bit of a sleeper signing. I literally had to Google him to find out who he was when we the notification I came I through. I met my phone.
0: Liverpool boy mate, and he was like, i have no fucking clue who he is. But Well, we
1: know Brooksy, Matthew Brooks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolute drip of a bloke, but he seems
0: <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> oh, Ben. Am I wrong? I'm No comment.
1: So I'm right. But he raved about him. He said like he loved him when he played for Liverpool, was gutted when he left, and think Brighton and Mr. Tr- uh, Bournemouth and Mr Trick by not giving him a chance. Okay, that's nice to hear. His contract's up in the summer, mm. so he'd be available on a free. Yeah. If it works out, even as a squad player, yeah, get him in. it's not a bad option to bring him in.
0: I think Cunningham Ken- is too good. I don't, I'm not saying he's amazing, but he's, he's too good to be a backup to Ben. He's never th- going to yeah, be happy to be a backup, happy a backup left He's not going a backup
1: player. He wants to play first team. He's too good not to be playing first team football. And I think once he's recovered from this ACL injury, I'd be very surprised if Blackman didn't come back in for him.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of the end of Cox, really, Cameron Cox, because he hasn't done particularly well when he has come into the first team. And these signings kind of signal that, you know, a right-back and a left-back. When Harris is talking about investing in youth, it's quite the opposite of what he's done with Cameron Cox. I think Cox needs to go, if,
1: if Cox is ever going to break through into the Cutter City side, he needs to get a year out on loan in League 1 or League 2. Yeah, There's definitely. no good playing in them in the National League. Um, it's just the wrong kind of football. He needs to be getting league, football league experience now um, in the summer. He's got time left on his contract, see how he does it on loan and make the judgment from there. But right now, um, Cameron Cox isn't ready to be playing championship football regularly. So we need it to get someone like Sanderson in
0: is, who is ready. We need a Sanderson, Cameron Cox. We need to send him out on loan to get experience. 100%. Thanks so much, everyone, for writing in. Uh, that's the end of another episode of View from the Indian. We are going to head off and watch the Hudsfield uh, game. Hopefully, that is we get the three points there. Hopefully. Pretty nervous about it. But, yeah, if you listen to the podcast, please uh, rate us, subscribe, You know, just to keep in the loop with all View from the Indian episodes. Until then, see you later. All the best.